That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. Hey everyone, it's Kristen. Quick note before we get into Jen's episode, there is a little bit of an audio quality issue here and there. Um, This is just something that happens when two people are recording remotely via Zoom. So I had I hired someone to help me clean it up a little bit. So you can definitely hear everything and it sounds so much better than it did. But I just wanted to send a little note. So I hope that you enjoy. Hey, everyone. I have Jen with me today. I am very excited to speak with you, Jen. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm excited to be here. (laughs) I'm good. So we'll just hop right into it. Uh, Jen and I met via our business coaching program with our coach, Naomi, and we had such an amazing group. Agreed. So good. Um, So Jen, tell my audience who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm the founder of Jen Kandrak Fitness LLC, um, which is an independently run virtual fitness business. I offer everything from private training to group training to group courses, group fitness classes. And I recently kind of added a new leg to my business, which is uh, mentoring for group fitness instructors. So founded in 2020 and kind of progressing and building from there. Oh yeah. I forgot. You're one of the people who did all of this during COVID, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a quarantine business baby. I'm like, So yes, everything, yeah, beginning of quarantine, that's when things started to take off. So yeah. That's so exciting. So I mentioned this to you in my email to you, but I always like to describe the meaning behind people's business names. And obviously Mm -hmm. yours is like mine, where it's your name and then what you do. So very obvious what it is that that you do and what you offer. Um, What was the thought process behind just doing that and then rolling with it. Yeah. Well, I thought for a while if I wanted to do Jen Kanjak Fitness because I don't have the easiest last name to spell or to pronounce. But my thinking with having my name attached to my business is I find that for some people when they do create a company or a business that they you know make it sound something fun or more creative that doesn't have their name attached. I think when you start to build multiple offers or products, it kind of can get a little bit confusing sometimes of, okay, what's the product and what's the name of the actual business? So that's why I went with Jen Kandrak Fitness because 
I wanted that to kind of be my subheader for everything under my business. So that way my instructor course, you know, the private training group classes, everything is registered to my name and people know that when they're signing up to work with me in whatever way, they know that they're getting me. Mm. So that was kind of my thinking with why I kept um, my name attached to it. So, yeah. That's very cool because I was more in the camp of like, I don't know what else to call myself. So <laughs> I'm just going to put my I'm name going here. Going Maybe a little bit of that too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So what, when it, cause I know you have a logo. What was your thought process behind like the, the visual side of, of that? Um, so the logo, I just, I really wanted something clean and simple. I still, I mean, you're the queen of branding. So I still like kind of play around with my exact color scheme that has shifted a, a little bit. Um, Good, that's natural. It should. Yeah, but I wanted like, I just wanted to, you know, I have Jen Kandrick Fitness and then the other way you'll see it is Jen Kandrick Fitness with a JK and kind of this broken up circle around it. So I just wanted, I, you know, I when it comes to logos, I'm all like, I want it clean. I want it clean. I want it fresh. Yep. I want no confusion. I think about commercials and advertisements and there's so many things out there and you're like, what are they selling or who's in charge of this? So I wanted to keep it kind of basic in terms of logo design. So that's how I kind of went with that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know you use yours in like social media and stuff. So keeping it simple is is really yeah. important for that usage when you're going to be including it with a ton of other stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. So especially, you know, it's on emails and I have it on my business card. Um, but that's the thing too, especially there's so much that I do post that I don't even use my logo for because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a photo instead or it's a client testimonial or it's a video. So the logo for me is almost just a subheader. I don't use it yeah. like a prime. Yeah. Which I think is the the right way to to think about it, yeah. especially in the context of social media. Like it's coming from your account, <laughs> like your name is in your <laughs> handle, so you don't need to blaster yeah. it everywhere. So that exactly. makes total sense. Exactly. Yeah. So we talked a little bit very briefly about how you started your business during COVID, um, but what was like the trajectory of events prior to that that got you into fitness, and then why did COVID push you into doing this thing all on your own? Yeah. So prior to COVID, um, I've been in the fitness industry for five years now. So a couple years ago, I think it was probably three and a half years ago at this point, I made the decision to go all into fitness beforehand. I was doing what a lot of group fitness instructors do. They work in nine to five and they teach your evening classes, their morning classes, the second that I got my first certification um, through group fitness, I knew I wanted this to be my full-time job at some point, but it takes a long time to build up to that point. So I stuck with the nine to five for a bit. I taught a lot in the evenings. And then the first really big transition was uh, working, taking a job at Commonwealth Sports Club where I worked full-time there. I did marketing. I did sales. Oh, wow. Um, I did just kind of like everything there. And I, I learned a ton. And then I also taught classes there and I taught classes at Lifetime. So getting to see so many different aspects of the fitness industry was really, really beneficial because as an instructor or as a trainer, you only kind of get to see client to client or your classes. So having 
that more management side background and sales taught me a lot about, you know, the other side of the fitness industry and corporate gyms. And and this one was more so a private gym, but through working there and then also teaching classes at Lifetime, it was amazing. And then I started to hit a bit of burnout because I was teaching classes every morning, you know, trying to teach as much as I could. And I was teaching 10 classes a week and then I was still working, you know, three hours a week. So I would teach in the mornings and I would work 12 to eight at Commonwealth Sports Club. Wow. When the pandemic hit. It's a long day. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely a long day. My my now husband and I is like, okay, I'll see you Sundays. That was like the one day we was like, yeah. But so it was, you know, I think for a lot of people coming into, you know, March of 2020, I was not at a breaking point, but I was just really hitting burnout. Um, so, you know, when quarantine hit, I stayed on for a couple months, maybe a month or two with CSC, just trying to do some social media and back and stuff for them. And I was teaching on, I decided from like, you know, March 16th, that first day that I was going to teach on Instagram five days a week. And I was not someone that was very comfortable with social media. I think I was like the typical person, like you use it to post like your dog and like your friends. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't using it for business stuff. (laughs) Right. Not at all. Um, I had never like talked to my phone. I was like, I don't know how people do that. Oh yeah. That's awkward. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just like no experience with using social media for marketing or for business. So I just kind of dove into it and I was, incredibly nervous and uncomfortable initially, but the feedback I got was amazing because so many, you know, everyone was at home. Yeah. And just from doing that week after week, I realized I'm good at this. There's a market for this. People are sticking with me versus sticking with clubs or certain mm-hmm. studios. So I kind of really just that was the first time I really, really saw value in myself as an instructor and it was like no time like the present, you know, I'm just, I just decided I'm going to, I think I'm building a business out of this. <laughs> I don't really know. Cause I have, like Kristen, when I tell you, I have zero business background. Like, like I am not, yeah, no business, no tech background. Like, oh my. And it wasn't God. something you ever thought you would do. Right. No. I was like, what does a BCC mean on an email? Like, I just mean like <laughs> awful. So things just really started to kind of snowball from there. I built out a virtual fitness platform. Everything initially started with group fitness online. So virtual classes, on-demand classes. I had actually gotten certified as a personal trainer a year prior, but I didn't have the time to train. So I was just like, oh, I'll just get this to have it. Oh, I'm so glad I did because I yeah. started training people like legit outside, like in the park in Brighton, Massachusetts. Like I was just like, <laughs> okay, we'll meet here. I'll bring all my weights. Like <laughs> so ridiculous. But that's just started to kind of build. And, and, you know, a couple months down the line is when I was actually connected with our business coach, Naomi, who was like, okay, this is how you actually register your business with the state, get a DBA and all these just kind of Set up mm-hmm. an bank account. Don't have people Venmo you. So just those yeah. small little things where, you know, November of honestly last year, I was like, okay, I'm legitimately in business. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the like fast speed of events and things have just kind of grown and progressed. And now I would say 
private training and group courses, like that's the main source of my business at this point. So things have definitely shifted a lot in, you know, a year and a half. It's so interesting how fast things change. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And COVID, I mean, it was an awful thing. I mean, we're still going through a lot of, a lot of COVID stuff, but at the same time, I think for a lot of us who like want to be entrepreneurs or kind of had like a side hustle, it really gave us the push to really dig in and and go for it, which I think was a blessing, even though there was a lot of bad that came out of COVID. At least we had that, right? Yeah. And I think that was a really hard part initially. It's like, it was hard not to feel almost guilty for finding success through. I feel the same way. (laughs) And so that alone, I think has it's just you want to be careful in how you sometimes celebrate because things, you know, have been, this has changed my life in a very, very positive way, but I have never worked this hard. Like before I was working long hours, I still work long hours, but the amount of passion and Mm -hmm. how excited I am and how this is like completely my creation is the best feeling and makes it all worth it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is kind of like, you know, tricky to sometimes navigate, okay, is this success something that like I should have earned, That's, you know, sometimes right. you your head that way. So, so yeah, it's definitely ever evolving and <laughs> so always fun. learning. Yeah. yeah I, I feel, feel very grateful. Yeah. That's awesome. So you are in the fitness industry, which yeah. a lot of people would say that is like inundated and I'm putting that in air quotes. So mm-hmm. What makes your offerings different than other fitness instructors? And like, what are your pet peeves in your industry? Like what, because I think the pet peeves are what sets a lot of us apart in our industries. Like the things that we absolutely do not support and the things that we (laughs) do support. Yeah. I think in terms of setting myself apart, I think when you're newer to maybe any industry, but especially in the fitness industry, it's easy to want to help everyone. And I almost held back on niching down because I didn't want to limit myself. And there was a couple clients I had initially that I don't want to say were toxic, but just completely drained my energy. And it wasn't a good match, but I had such a scarcity mindset because I was a newer trainer and I was mm-hmm. a brand new business owner as I still am a very newer business owner. But I think the second I really thought about, okay, who do I want for private clients? Who do I want for my group coaching courses? That's where things really flourish. So for me, when I work with private clients, at this point, I only train women. Like that's mm-hmm. definitely the initial part of my niche. I really, really love working with women in particular that have a lot of them, a lot of my clients have had an athletic background, you know, they did a bunch of sports in college and then something happened and something changed in their life where things started to kind of fall off for them and Mm -hmm. work became a priority, other relationships, and they put themselves on the back burner. So I think it takes so, so much courage for women, especially to be at that point where they're like, I'm not comfortable in my body. I don't know what I'm doing. I, everything, you know, when you haven't done when you haven't really worked out in a while, everything hurts. Nothing feels good. You don't know what to do. You don't want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I have a lot of appreciation for those women that have reached out to me and that I am now working with because I, you know, I know what that feels like. And I just have so much appreciation for that type of client that's now ready to put in the work 
but they don't want to be like, you know, throwing a million burpees at them or do a class that <laughs> work. Like I yeah. want to customize it for them. Um, I really believe in core focus work. I have a Pilates background as well. Um, I would never also like throw a barbell on a client if they've never done a body weight squat properly. So things mm. like that, I really try to focus on form first. The foundation. So, yes, foundational exercises, because if you try to skip those steps, it never works out. That's where you get injured. Um, certain muscle groups get stronger than others. And it's a great way to just like feel defeated, honestly, if you, if yeah. you skip those building blocks. So private clients, that's where I'm at. In terms of group coaching courses, I tend to look for people that already have that baseline experience and they're trying to take things up a notch. Again, I definitely love working with women. Um, kind of, yeah, love, love my ladies. So <laughs> yeah. I, um, and then I know you asked about pet peeves. So oh, in terms of pet peeves, the fitness industry is very competitive in like a good way and a bad way. Like there's so many of us doing the same thing, honestly. So mm -hmm. I always like to, I'm big on making connections with people, whether that's like in a gym I've worked at or, you know, one-on-one, -on -one. I very, very, very much so care about my clients and mm -hmm. maybe sound simple, but like I live for them as much as they live for me. I truly adore my clients and I want them to feel good in their bodies and strong so I think when you find that mutual match, you just know it's good. Like I don't want to work with someone who doesn't want to work with me and, and vice versa. I think in the fitness industry, what I'm seeing a lot of right now, and it's more so for group fitness instructors than it is for like maybe private trainers. Um, it's a lot of this like, okay, I can ride really well in a spin class and I take classes all the time. So I'll be a great instructor. Mm. And it's kind of this like, not really understanding how much work goes into it. So I think what's happening a lot now is there's a lot of people that just because they're good at taking a class, they think that they can teach, but they yeah. don't want to, and maybe they absolutely will be, but there's no work ethic at all. Right. Like there's no wanting to take us like my first certification took me three months. People don't even want to pay for like, it's like a weekend certification now, which is right fine if you're adding on and you've done different certifications but there is this lack of willingness to actually put in the work to learn to care just because again you can ride well like it's like do you care about leading others do you care about you know having people come into your class that have never been on a bike before like that's the stuff that I really really care about in terms of like group fitness like I want every single person in my class like I try to know every single person's name if I'm teaching like at a studio but mm -hmm. like I want that individual to feel good and to feel strong so I think that's kind of where I'm at right now with the fitness industry is just like this I want to just get certified yeah. and know what I'm doing and no one knows what they're doing initially and it's a lack and and honestly, what's happening is a lot of gyms are struggling now. So they're hiring people with zero experience. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. And then, yeah. So, you know, people with no experience, like, well, amazing. I got hired at this gym, so I must know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then they get taken off the schedule because they're not performing the standard. But there's no, there's no level of work ethic. And I don't always think that people get into fitness for the right reasons. So 
Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but there's not like a lot of resources out there for these instructors to, you know, once they get their certifications, it's like, now what? Like there's nothing, like they have to kind of figure it out and navigate it on their own. And that can be really tough. Yeah, absolutely. There's kind of two different, there's kind of two different ways you can go. You can do a longer certification where you get that full textbook knowledge, but it's all online. So you're not getting that um, feedback from anyone. And if you do well with um, textbooks and more online reading, that that will work for you. But again, you're not getting that interaction. You're not getting to practice. Right. And then there's also these in-person uh, certifications that are generally one to two days. Mm-hmm. Like that's it, which, you know, it is in person. So you get to demo and practice and all of this stuff, but to absorb how to teach group fitness or how to teach anything in two days, it's like it's impossible. You only became <laughs> so much. So, so yeah, there's, there's definitely a blend of that happening right now, which just, you know, it's hard across the board. You have to honestly really, really want it and want to work for it. And those are the people that are, in my opinion, amazing instructors and coaches, the ones that put in the time on their own right. to learn and to, yeah, to make it work. So, yeah. right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of personal trainers in my, um, in my network, but yeah. when I think of you, like I, the, the first thing I think of is like group instruction because you've made it so clear and everything that you share and that you do that that is where your passion is. And I love that because I don't know anyone else who'd be like, I love group training. Like, I feel like everyone's trying to be like, I want to just do one-on-one personal stuff, but like I thrive in the group setting. Like I love group training. It's all, I mean, it's all great. Like I group fitness is like my baby. Like that's what I started with. So I have a special place in my heart for group fitness in particular. But, you know, I've learned so much and I, I mean, I love all of my private clients. I love the group coaching courses, but yeah, group fitness is where I started. So that always feels like my initial, it is my foundation in, in terms of just being in the fitness industry. Right. It's your home. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so you, we've talked a little bit about social media very briefly, but did you, cause I know, I know for a fact that you use social media all the time now for your business. So in the beginning, how hard was it for you to like get in that mindset? And do you have a tough time balancing that with like your personal content? Like how much do you show? Like, where is the line for you? Yeah. Initially social media felt like very awkward, you know, (laughs) teaching on Instagram five days a week, put me out of my comfort zone so fast because I was doing it for five days and you know, but even just building from there, you know, sharing some content that is more personal or just getting in the habit now where, you know, I don't think twice about like talking to my phone and sharing right. my stories. I try to come on with something in particular. I'm personally not the person that's going to be like, watch me make avocado toast because <laughs> I don't care. And I don't care personally, like that doesn't do it for me on other people. Like if I'm going to share something, I want it to be informative or funny or show something about me mm-hmm. um, or have it be, you know, I love sharing things that like wins that my clients have had um, all the stuff that kind of stands out to me. Those are typically the things that I share. I, 
I think I share a decent amount of my personal life, but I don't think I'll ever be the person that like puts every emotion and everything I'm going through because for me, social media is exact is absolutely what I use for my business, but I don't think that everyone needs to know every single thing about me because I'm a coach and that's what I want. You know, I'm a human, absolutely, mm-hmm. but I don't think that people need to know if, you know, something really, you know, bad or personal happened to me. You know, there's some right. things that I think it's okay to digest on your own and everyone has to find their own fine line with that because some people put every single thing out there and sometimes to me it's like it's a turnoff almost and then other people it's like oh I want to know more like who is this person (laughs) so you gotta you know and you're not gonna please everyone so I just try to do what I'm comfortable with and most of my content is fitness related. I definitely like I had a birthday last week. So I posted that, you know what I mean? Like friends that my dog's all over my social media. Yeah. We love Stassi. <laughs> we love Stassi. <laughs> so yeah, like friends, family, like things, all of that is definitely like on social media for sure. So yeah, it is kind of crazy that like our lives are just on a platform that anyone can Google, but <laughs> it, it works. I know. This just has grown. <laughs> I know, I know you can't deny the effect it can have on growing a business. Like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm one of those people who kind of uses Instagram specifically as like a diary, (laughs) which is like, it can be a lot for some people, but at the same time, I'm like, then those probably aren't the people who like, I want to work with anyway, because they don't care. And that's fine. Like, I don't need everyone to care. That's right. No, (laughs) but you do a really nice one. Like Kristen, like everything you share it like makes sense. Like it ties back to something. And I'm like, oh, like you have everything you post, like there's an intro and then you have always like a nugget at the end. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so Kristen. And it's just so like, you know, I think we're similar in that, you know, it's hard to admit sometimes that like your business is such a big part of you and a reflection of you and like such a, in a good way. So sometimes, you know, the personal life and the business, it does blend a lot, especially like we're both you know, primarily from home working and and doing business. So of course you're going to get that crossover in, you know, so many different ways. Yeah, no, that's, that's for sure. Um, I think it's just about striking that balance to what feels good for, for you. Like I have clients who really want to share stuff and it's easy for them. And then other people in my bootcamp were like, I don't want to talk about that. And I'm like, that's fine. Like you get to decide what works for you. And I also yeah. like, I don't think every post needs to like tie into to something necessarily, but I do think it helps when, when you have that, that connection for sure. So I would agree with you there. Um, I want to switch gears and talk about struggles in owning a business. What, what is a struggle that you're currently facing? And you're what, like a year and a half, almost two years in, right? Yeah. So um, March of 2022 will be okay. years. So yeah, like a year and a half now. Wow. Um, I think the biggest, no, there's, there's a million actually. <laughs> you can talk about a few if you want. <laughs> um, I think sometimes what's really hard is like if you're having a tough day or if you're feeling overwhelmed you can't be like I'm gonna pass this off to my co I know yeah <laughs> um 
that's the hardest part. There are some times where it's like, obviously we both have a business coach, but sometimes you just want a boss to just tell you what to do. Like sometimes your brain, I think as a business owner, like, or at least for me, it's just like an overload and overwhelm. And I think just not having coworkers to just like vent with. And that's what's great about at least our business group we're in. Like I would feel very, very like alone as a business owner if I didn't have that. But yeah, I think just like missing, you know, not having a boss to turn to to ask questions and not having coworkers to talk talk things through, honestly, because, you know, it we're you know, we're both in the same situation where it's just us. We don't have employees, we don't have coworkers, whatever. As a business owner, you're just running the show entirely on your own. So that can feel sometimes also very isolating um I have a hard time as I think a lot of us entrepreneurs do turning off and Mm -hmm. I think people think when you work from yourself like oh you just get to like make your own schedule or make your own time but I was talking about this with I think I was talking about this with my sister but like if I'm having like a really shitty day and like I want to take a mental health day like I I require 24 hours from my clients. So I would always do the same for them. Yeah. And usually it's like, you know, you wake up and let's say just, you know, shit hits the fan and things are awful. Sorry, I keep swearing. <laughs> Please keep um, swearing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> stuff like that, it's hard where it's like, I just want to call out of work sick or I just want to like, take a day to myself. Technically I could, but for me, I would have way more like, guilt from that you know if it's a planned like I need to take a day I'm going to do it next week I can absolutely do that right um but that's that is also like really really hard and taking vacation time because there's always work I could be doing yep so taking that time off trying to like you know even in the first like year of my business I would answer an email at nine o'clock ten o'clock at night like oh yeah that was me too yeah (laughs) incessantly and I'm like why am I doing this and like I used to have a client that would like you know text me like every weekend whatever but it's like if I don't set that boundary or and sometimes you don't even need to set the boundary but just by like not responding for 24 hours it's like oh okay and and then they're like it's fine right you're not gonna lose anyone so those two things I'd say are like have been the, the hardest parts of owning a business yeah, I would say those are probably the the same two things that I would probably say. Yeah. <laughs> I know before I went off my own, one of my biggest concerns was like leaving my coworkers. I love the people I worked with. Mm. And I was like, same. I'm going to feel so alone. It's going to be so lonely. And then I joined a networking group and luckily I, I made friends and they're kind of like my colleagues in a way. But I think you're you're very on point when you say that there's really like, no one to to bounce ideas off of unless you like seek out those people. Yeah. And that's just one of the reasons why I still teach a few classes at Lifetime um, every week because it's, it's my, like, I love it because I get to get out of my house and it's yeah. like, fun for me. And I, and I do have like coworkers there and I'm only there to teach a couple classes, but, um, and I teach primarily cycle there, which I don't offer like from, like a business perspective so it does kind of keep it separate and neutral which is nice but that's almost like my fun time like yes I'm in work mode but it's gonna it still feels like a different side of my brain than like private training or like building things for my business so that's like almost a nice separate add-on that I purposely continued with um 
just to kind of mix it up and yeah, have different, different things in my life. Right. Yeah. No, that's super important. I agree with that. So I'm going to switch gears completely. These are like more like fun, interesting, weird questions. (laughs) Um, But what, if you were a car, what kind of car would you be? Okay. This one trips people up, but I, I know. It. I think it's automatically funny. I'm like, oh, let's see. I'd love an Audi. But it's like, no, it's not <laughs> Is that Audi. me? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not an Audi. Maybe one day. <laughs> um, I feel like, okay, I don't have a Volkswagen, but I think they're like, they're cute. They're fun. They're approachable. They're strong. So I think like maybe like a Volkswagen, like SUV or something. Oh, why an SUV specifically? Um, my first thought is like, oh, my dog would fit in it. <laughs> my dog like, <laughs> has been through every step of my business. Like, funny when I first started teaching on Instagram, like if Stassi was like out of the picture, they'd be like, we want, Where's we Stassi? want Stassi. <laughs> Stassi. Um, yeah, I think that like when I think of my business, I think of you know a very big piece of working with clients you know you can get a program from anyone honestly you can work with any trainer but I think what I offer in terms of accountability and that level of just trust from day one I really really try to build that and their Mm -hmm. comfort and their strength but I really try to keep things like fun and fresh too so if you want to do some like off-roading in your SUV you can (laughs) yeah that's kind of I think how I roll um and now I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get that as my next car someday. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That and the Audi, we'll get them both at some point. <laughs> so funny. I love everyone's answers because they're so yeah. different. That's a fun question. I know. Um, when was the last time, or yeah, when someone said, wow, that's so on brand for you. Can you think of any time that anyone has said that? And if not, maybe just thinking of of things that you posted on Instagram or something, mm-hmm. things that are like on brand that people would see from you. I think when I decided to not pivot, but add the instructor mentoring piece to my business, I think I had so many people that were like, oh my God, yes, duh. Mm-hmm. Like you love group fitness. You like have this great idea that, you know, you know, my, my whole goal with the instructor essentials course, it's a four week program that's for newer group fitness instructors that, you know, whether you're certified or not, they just kind of feel like I haven't had the opportunity to ask questions, to get it, get advice, get feedback. Um, all of these things that I think anyone new in the fitness industry as a group fitness instructor really needs. And I think just creating that community, it's like, oh, I'm not alone in this. I did the mm-hmm. certification, but like, you know, you must feel like, how do I, how is it that I don't really know everything I'm doing yet? So I think when I decided to add that life to my business, people were just like, yeah, this is exactly what you should be doing. This is very on brand to what you love. And it's different, of course, than, you know, the main bulk of my business is still the private training, group training and all of that. But I think it was, it's a really nice compliment to everything else that I offer. And it's very true to who I am for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like I mentioned, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anyone offer anything like that before. And I think that makes total sense that these new instructors are seeking a community 
because they have a community where they want to teach, of course, or like where they take classes, but that's so different than finding people who relate to what you do specifically. Like there's nothing better than commiserating with someone who like actually (laughs) gets it and not just your boyfriend who's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God. The amount of times when I first started teaching, like when I first started teaching Pilates, I'd be like, Ethan, you got to come over. And I'm going to have you sit here. I'm going to try to give you Pilates cues. I'm like, this is miserable. So sometimes you meet people. Because <laughs> also when you're new, you have no idea what you're doing. Your cues are off, like, it's just all over the place. So it's nice to be with other people, I think, that are in that same boat, that are like, I'm struggling with the same exact, you know, thing and whatnot. So just being a resource for these amazing individuals, it's, it's just been, it's been amazing. It's funny how so many things that, we struggle with as entrepreneurs comes back to just like needing community. (laughs) So many things can be solved from just like having people. Like I know in my group course, people were just like, I'm just so happy that I have like a Slack channel or I can message you when I'm like freaking out about this one thing. Like, it's just funny how that one simple thing can be so helpful to someone's mindset. Yeah. And sometimes like in our fitness group, like sometimes it's just having that like confirmation that this is what I'm thinking. I'm freaking out right now. This is the scenario. And just having someone that is more advanced in that field, confirm your thoughts, Mm -hmm. confirm it and, and just add like an additional tip to it. It's like, that's sometimes all you need and having other people just like we do in our group. Like sometimes I just freak out and I talk things through and, you know, Naomi, of course, I'm like, (laughs) and she's like, no, you've got this and like do X, Y, and Z. And okay. I was also thinking X, Y, and Z, but from you, I know know that it's good now. Thank you. If you don't have, again, you don't have a boss, you don't have coworkers to like run things by. So a community is freaking everything. Yeah, we're stuck in our heads all day, like yeah. literally all day. Yeah. So, oh yeah, it's definitely yeah. necessary. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell me a childhood story that is totally on brand for you. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that we can learn from our our younger selves. <laughs> yeah, I think like not necessarily like a specific story, but. Just growing up, like I had a really hard time with math, with like reading comprehension. Um, I really struggled in a just textbook school setting. Um, And I went to a a good school and I had a a ton of support, but I kind of felt like I was stupid, honestly, in a lot of different ways because I wasn't good at, you know, and I even like in corporate settings, like not my strength, but I've always been good at anything hands-on with people I'm a people person like day in and day out so like when I was a kid I was like I'm gonna go to hair school I'm gonna be like and I almost did honestly because I like cosmetology I love all of that stuff anything like working with my hands or like with people I loved art I loved you know anything creative that's really where I've thrived but you know whatever years ago like back in school I think there's been so many more businesses and so much more opportunity that's come out for people that are more creative types. Whereas, you know, when we were kids and even in college, it was like, no, you're going to graduate college and you're going to get a nine to five. Like I majored in communications and PR and I was like, yeah, I was like, I mean, I got good grades, but you know, I always felt like I had to work like twice as hard to get those 
great yeah. because you know, the, those were not just didn't like, suit your learning style. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, especially and my parents will come from like a very corporate background. So going out on your own, not taking a four one day, all of these crazy, you know, things, it was like you see more of it now. Like full time fitness is not a thing, you know, right. five, ten years ago, honestly. It's it's evolved over the past like five years. But I think just owning the fact that like I am meant to work with people. I'm meant to work hands-on and, you know, realizing that looking back on my childhood now, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Like, yeah, that's, I think then, then the biggest thing is not just because you're not good at like a corporate setting doesn't mean that you like, you have a skill set in some other way. And it's just like allowing yourself to feed into that skill set and run with it, even though it's, if it's going to look crazy to other people, yeah, well, it takes more time. It's like run with it. Yeah. And I think it's crazy to think about so many people don't ever figure that out. Like they just yeah. stay where they are and they're yeah. unhappy and they yeah. think they're stupid or they're incompetent, but really it's just not a match for them. And it's just, I, I feel like I'm surrounded by so many entrepreneurs and small business owners that I forget that there's people who are like, not taking that that those steps to to get yeah. where they should be and where they want to be. So I right. I don't know. I think it's just it's it's it goes to show that like when you surround yourself with certain people who are embracing who they are and and their strengths, it really adds to yeah. to you and your mindset and, and strengthens you. It's very cool. Yeah. And I never like again, zero business background. I would, you know, never for a million years thought I would ever like have my own business honestly I was like oh maybe but like I don't know if I really want that responsibility and I have no idea like what I'm doing from a business background but just continuing to like put one foot in front of the other and just talk to people and talk to people and learn and try things and all of a sudden you're like oh my god I'm running a business and you just have to (laughs) like it's yeah and it's just like having complete faith in yourself to just keep pushing forward if it's something that you're passionate about and that you know deep down that you're good at so right yeah I think it's and there's a route for everyone like you just have right. to figure out what works for you um all right last question yeah when I say the funniest thing that you've ever witnessed what comes to mind is this in terms of fitness business or just anything like- anything I think of like people's sense of humor like tells a lot about your brand and you as a whole. So that's why I, I asked this question. Um, okay. The, I think the last time I laughed so hard, I legit peed was my 29th <laughs> birthday. My husband, but fiance at the time surprised me. Have you ever been to Tiger Mama? And um, yes, it's in Fenway. They're like closing now, but so he like surprised me. It was drag brunch. And I'd also never been to a drag show before. So, it was so fun. But all of my like best friends were there. And it was just like the best time ever, and we're enjoying it. And all of a sudden, like I thought, Ethan got up to like pee, and all of a sudden he's like in the drag show. And Ethan has like a theater background; like he commit also an improv. Wow. Yeah. So like he committed so hard. I like there's a video of me. I'm crying. I was laughing so hard, and I was just like, I don't need to know about what's happening right now. But it was like so hysterical, and that was probably like. Yeah, I just like think about that day and I was like, that was I laughed so hard that like entire show. Like I was just like your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially when it's like your significant other. So 
that was probably like the funniest thing there's nothing better than like yeah being silly with the people that you just like yeah freaking love <laughs> yeah other than that probably something with my sister because my sister and I are like are absolutely best friends but <laughs> I'm trying to think there's like so many ridiculous things at this point with her but yeah so <laughs> I always love your stories with Stassi in them <laughs> she's got such an attitude I love it such an attitude, such an attitude <laughs> always yeah <laughs> the best all right well we can wrap up but before we do that I want to make sure I give you time to you know promote anything that that you're working on and tell people where they can connect with you yeah so I use Instagram um you know in terms of social media it's at Jen Kandrath my last name or I should say Jen with two n's so j-e-n-n then, I'll put it all on the the notes okay, too. Yeah. So people um, can find with a K. So at Jen Kandrak, I am going to be launching the next round of my group coaching course, the Body Boost Movement, in January. Um, I'm very excited about that. It's for um, people that have kind of gotten to this burnout of cardio or group fitness classes, and they do want to really level up their strength training. It is all strength training focused. It's 12 weeks. We talk a lot about um, intuitive eating and just building healthier and better relationships with our bodies. Um, I'm really excited. This is going to be the third time I've run it. Amazing. And I've had just such amazing, you know, success from it. And the women that have done the past few rounds, I'm working with a lot of them still. So that's what's to come. And yeah, I just say, I love chatting with people. So anyone ever wants to reach out, say hi, we'll chat. Shoot her a DM. At the beginning of like when I first started using Instagram, I was like, what is a DM that people keep referencing? Like, okay, I've, grandma. I've grown. I've grown. I know. <laughs> Although I saw someone say like, shoot me a PM the other day. And I was like, what is that <laughs> personal message? I'm like, that sounds weird. <laughs> that does sound weird. That's so, weird. <laughs> so strange. All right. Well, thanks so much, Jen, for joining me. And I appreciate it. And I love learning and growing with you. It's been awesome. Yeah, you've been amazing. So thanks and congrats on the podcast. Thanks. Super exciting. Winging it. Learning as we go with with everything we do. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. And everyone, make sure that you give Jen a follow and contact her if you have interest in the Body Boost Movement coming up. Perfect. Thanks.